and welcome back to Anything Joe's, a collaborative journey through the world of G.I. Joe. My name is Greg Engel. And I'm Jaron Decker. And we'll be your host today. Jaron, it has been insanely difficult to get a hold of you over the last about two or three weeks. But I know that one of the things that you did, you I live vicariously through you, young Jaron, because you go out and do things. <laughs> so I actually, I can be like, oh, what's your weekend like? And you've done interesting things. And you asked me, I'm like, well, I stayed on my couch for four days consecutively. I know you went to you went to Disney World for just one day. Is that is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, for any of you who have been following along, I might have mentioned I'm in the process. I was in the process of adopting kids. Um, so I adopted two kids, my two older ones. So we wanted to do something fun, but the problem is we had work and school still. So we, on a Saturday night, after spending the weekend with family, Saturday night, we flew out, got a hotel in Orlando, and then we couldn't get a return flight that worked in time for us to get back for my wife's work in time. So then we drove 14 hours. So we got to Disney at 830. Stayed there until five o'clock, left at five o'clock, drove the, uh, you know, 12, 14 hours, whatever it is, got back to my house, dropped the kids off at uh, school and daycare a little late at 930. And then I went to work and my wife went to work. (laughs) So how many kids went total? Uh, Four. So we took four of our five. So you took your your youngest one also? No, not the youngest. She is... 10 oh, okay. months old. So she stayed with my mother-in-law. So I haven't been to Disney World since I was a kid. Uh, literally, like it was, it's been a long, long time. Um, how is it? Is it still like, I mean, like, did your kids like freak out? So my kids are notoriously bad at freaking out. We surprised them with the trip to Disney World. They had no clue. Mm-hmm. They didn't know it was coming. We got dropped off at the airport and they were like, wait, where are we going? And we were like, oh yeah, by the way, we're going to go spend the day in Disney World. And they were just like, huh, cool. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's not the reaction I was hoping for. Uh, right. but, I'd be uh, like, you guys, you guys better freak out right now or we're turning around. <laughs> we're making a video out of this. Make it, make it seem like it's magical. Uh, so no, they, they just, it takes them a minute to really process and understand. So um, they're not ungrateful. They're, they're good kids. Uh, contrary to how I make it sound. Um, but it is, so we went in 2021, I'm wanting to mm-hmm. say. So right, right as COVID was kind of starting to die down and everything was reopening, it, but none of the characters were there except for on like, just on the parades where you couldn't get mm. close to them. There was no characters walking around. They were like very out of reach. Um, and that was definitely noticeable and then now when we yeah. went back everyone was back out and it was way better my my two younger ones were the the ones that had more fun i would say with the characters uh mm-hmm. they were you know, they're three both are pretty much three and uh they freaked out at seeing minnie and mickey and donald and daisy and all <laughs> them actually my son for some reason became fixated he loved daisy he likes animals <laughs> he loved daisy duck he didn't care for donald but he loved daisy duck Um, and it was, it really was magical. It was a lot better this time getting to see the characters and then meeting them. Um, and they have a new roller coaster. The Tron ride is absolutely phenomenal. If you like roller coasters, it's weird to me, like how they, they're like, oh, we're going to open a new ride. It's cutting edge, brand new technology, hottest roller coaster. 
the property we've chosen is Tron, which is completely <laughs> DOA. that has literally nothing. I'm, they're just like, throw a dart at a board, and this is what we'll make it into. I felt the same way. I was like standing in line, and I was like, no one here has seen this movie. Definitely not the original. Yeah, right. Maybe the remake, but like... I would love to take Sophia to Walt Disney World. She's a huge Disney fanatic. She's really into Frozen. She watches all kinds of stuff on Disney+. Plus. But just like budgeting for that is, in, I mean, just there's so much that goes into it. I could never go for just a day. I would, it would be like, I'd be asleep the whole time. I'd be on Space Mountain, <laughs> if that's even still a real ride, sleeping on it. Yeah. Yeah. Space Mountain's there. They closed Splash Mountain, I think, is what they closed. Oh, uh, okay. Is Epcot Center still there? Epcot's still there. Yeah. Epcot is just day drinking. It's, it's an adult park now, pretty much. There's like uh, okay. two rides, yeah. I think. <laughs> I have some, I mean, like it was, it has been a lot, very, very long time. I was probably in middle school or maybe early high school when I went and it left, had, did leave an impression on me. I wasn't a big roller coaster guy back then, but it was like seeing the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular. And mm-hmm. I remember getting a very, I got a Spider-Man shirt there. Like I have very specific core memories for a guy whose memory is pretty, pretty shoddy. So that's awesome. I'm glad you had a good time. Um, I I admire your dedication to <laughs> celebrating things. Just just getting up and going. I was I was worthless for a good day and a half there. <laughs> like it was absolutely insane. <laughs> so all right, let's get into the meat of this episode. So I I started. I watched. Actually, I'll go to the very beginning. There was an episode of South Park which I have been catching up on recently and the episode was written by an ai um ai has been kind of a hot spot you know in the social you know in terms of social relevance recently it's really blown up and basically what they did is they used a program called chat gpt which is an ai program mm-hmm. to write the script and it's funny because it's written very poorly <laughs> the ending is is it makes no sense he's so he's kind of <laughs> lampooning it it garnered a lot of attention to that particular app for that specific reason, obviously. And so I downloaded it and was messing around with it. And I, so and let me say up front that the, you know, AI in general is very controversial right now because it, it seems posed to take a lot of r- real people's jobs. And I'm not for that. Uh, when AI art first like kind of hit and people were able to do it themselves, I was enamored with it it's it is very cool and as a casual you know goofing off thing it's awesome like just being like i have no artistic skill i can make a thing just for me you know no big deal and then suddenly they were like oh we can just steal people's jobs with it by also stealing their art and submitting it and then it became problematic and i personally have a lot lots of friends that are real you know artists as a career so i will i want to support them so you know, AI art has snowballed a little bit. And this, you know, AI, the text version is kind of in a similar position where it seems like it could steal some screenwriting jobs. I mean, it's at least qualified enough to write an episode of The Big Bang Theory, probably. So <laughs> uh, it's got, so I, you know, I want to be upfront and say that, you know, in the terms of I would never want, I don't want this stuff to steal anybody's career. It, I think, is just for casual entertainment. I think it's great, but I don't want it to go any further than that. And what I've been using it for that's G.I. Joe related is I've been using it as a springboard for ideas. I, you know, write or think a lot about G.I. Joe universe stuff. It's kind of how I play nowadays where my time is limited. I'm at work and I'm writing, you know, plots or scripts or whatever. 
And the chat GPT has been kind of a cool little thing to just kind of give you an idea to work off of for say, for example, you're like, I want to play with my toys again, which is something that adult collectors struggle with. You know, if they have that yearning to capture their childhood, you still want to play with your toys. If you can, it's just hard to find a way to, I think. And so let's say you're like, I'm going to set aside half an hour and I'm going to play with these toys, but you don't really have an idea or a thought on what the scenario is you can just plug it into GPT and they'll give you kind of a basic plot line. You can fine tune it as much as you want. And then you have something to just kind of like you've saved yourself some time. You can get right into the entertainment purposes of it. We all know, I don't know a lot about military stuff. I don't know a lot about guns and weapons in general. So if I'm writing something and I don't know the answer to it, I might just be like, Oh, what's the, this probably gets me put on a list, but I'm like, what's the security <laughs> detail level at, at the White House? Or who has the five largest nuclear weapon thresholds in the world? Uh, nothing suspicious about that from an independent auditor, I'm sure. But it, you know, it can it resolves stuff like that without me even me having to look at it. You can take it one step further, and I'll show you that in a minute when we get started. But you can just be like, you know, what would happen if or who, what Joe would be the perfect candidate to defuse this nuclear bomb or how did cobra manage to steal all these at once that type of thing and so that's what we're going to do with this episode i'm going to we're going to i'm going to kind of show you a couple of things i've been doing with it and how it's utilized now before we started recording chair and i asked if you were familiar with this type of stuff and you said you know you've kind of seen it around but you hadn't uh messed around with it a whole lot uh which i totally get because it's such a Tough to know how to use it, I guess, you know, how to utilize it in a way that's practical and not just you, yeah. you know, slamming out scripts for young Sheldon. <laughs> so I, really, I don't know. I got it. Man, you're really on the anti Big Bang Theory thing. I am. Uh, yeah. So that's okay. The So I've got the app pulled up and basically, you know, in the, in the like examples, it'll be like explain quantum physics or what are wormholes? Explain like I am five. Well, what we're going to do is start out with a very general topic. I'm going to give it a very broad range to go with. And then as we see fit, we'll fine tune it, you know, or we'll ask further questions to elaborate on what this scenario looks like as we, you know, information we might think we need. If you wanted to, you could start to finish, write the story. It gives you the, you know, the, basically the talking points, the, the, you know, the outline of it. So let's just say, write a GI Joe plot. The team is called upon to investigate a mysterious new weapon that has fallen into the hands of the ruthless terrorist organization, COBRA. As they delve deeper into the conspiracy, the Joes discover that COBRA has developed a powerful mind control device that can turn ordinary people into deadly soldiers. With the clock ticking, the Joes must race against time to stop COBRA's evil plan before it's too late. Along the way, they encounter a number of dangerous obstacles, including fierce battles, treacherous traps, and unexpected allies. As tensions rise and the stakes get higher, the Joes must rely on their advanced combat training, cutting-edge technology, and unwavering bravery to defeat the Cobra threat once and for all. But will they be able to overcome the odds and save the world from the grips of Cobra's mind-control machine? Find out in this thrilling G.I. Joe adventure. <laughs> so, the premise of the plot is, they're investigating a mysterious new weapon that has fallen into the hands of Cobra, and it's a powerful mind control device that can turn ordinary people into deadly soldiers. It actually kind of reminds me of the plot of Rise of Cobra where they're injecting them with stuff. But those guys were, uh, I guess, already drafted into the Cobra military. I guess this is saying it would turn civilians into Cobra peoples. 
the Joes must race against time, and then along the way they uncover. So anyway, you get the gist of it. That's a perfectly yeah. acceptable plot. You don't have to think about it anymore. And there's enough vagueness in it that you can you're still using your imagination. You are still technically writing, you know, who's that says here. And I'll, we'll go into this a little bit as well. It says they encounter a number of dangerous obstacles, including fierce battles, treacherous traps, and unexpected allies. It could be anybody you want, or <laughs> you can just say what unexpected allies did they encounter? In the GI Joe story, I described the team encounters unexpected allies in their fight against Cobra's mind control device. One of these allies is a former Cobra operative who has defected and wants to help the Joes take down the organization he once belonged to. Another ally is a group of civilians who have been freed from Cobra's mind control and are willing to assist the Joes in any way they can. These unlikely allies provide crucial support to the Joes as they work to stop Cobra's evil plan and save the world. So... I like these a lot because it is kind of like writing prompts, right? I'm thinking, oh, is the Cobra that defected, that could be Mercer if you're, you know, writing a new origin story. Are the civilians that defected, are had they already been infected with the perfect soldier serum? Do they maintain those abilities as they become good guys? Could those potentially become new G.I. Joe characters that you could create yourself? You see what I'm getting at? That's really cool, the level of just like, you, like, you know, I feel like normally that kind of stuff just like goes. And so like, if you asked it that question and be like, who's unexpected allies, <laughs> but for it to like, go back and be like, Hey, in that story, this is the, this is the allies I was talking about. That's really cool. There are some pros and some cons to this. For example, I'm going to just go from my personal experience and say, I'm going to ask you what GI Joes were on this mission, but I'm going to hear, I'm here to tell you in advance. It's going to pick the, all the heavy hitters. It never goes outside the norm. <laughs> even when I try to make it. It's let's see what yeah Joe's went on snake this eyes, mission. Scarlet. Yeah, it's gonna be like dude, blah. Scarlet Snake Eyes. In the GI Joe story I described, the following Joes went on the mission to investigate the mind control device developed by Cobra. One, Duke, the leader of the team. Duke is a highly skilled soldier and strategist who leads the Joes into battle. Two, Scarlet, a master of martial arts. Scarlet is one of the Joes' most skilled fighters and a key member of the team. Three. Roadblock, a heavy weapons specialist. Roadblock is an expert in demolitions and one of the Joe's most powerful fighters. 4. Snake Eyes, a silent and deadly ninja. Snake Eyes is a master of espionage and combat, and one of the Joe's most valuable assets. 5. Flint, a former Green Beret. Flint is a skilled tactician and a highly effective fighter who brings a wealth of experience to the team. Together, these Joes use their unique skills and training to confront the threat posed by Cobra's mind control device and prevent the organization from unleashing chaos on the world. So I've tried at great length to steer it away from basically <laughs> G.I. Joe Classified Wave 1, and it is very hard to do. But what I've learned is if you you can kind of like add in as you want. So let's say, was Tripwire on this mission? Yeah, he was. I did not mention Tripwire as being on the mission in the G.I. Joe story I described earlier. However, it's possible that he could have been part of the team or included in a different mission. The G.I. Joe team consists of many skilled operatives, and the specific Joes involved in any given mission may vary depending on the needs of that mission. Now, that's different than when I got the last time I did this. I did it, and I was like, hey, did Helix do anything? And it was like, oh, yeah, Helix was there. She was doing blah, 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 blah. And I was like farming <laughs> information for that. I also got one. It's it's both. I was kind of like taken back, but it wrote me a story, and Cobra Commander had been 
overtaken and there was a new commander and it was a female. And I was like, oh, very interesting. I was like, is this, are they creating a new character? And I was like, what's the name of this new villain that's under, that's overtaken Cobra Commander and this mysterious woman? And it was like, this character's name is. Baroness Shadow and I was like okay well not a huge (laughs) mystery then obviously but still pretty interesting that it was that it uh was trying to make that like logical like it was I don't know it was taking some outside of the box thinking and created a new code name even though it was crappy and transparent I was still like okay that's still pretty wild that it went in that direction okay so you have the gist of it now Jaren and I do one of the you don't have to limit it to this at all. When I was when I was pitching this episode concept to you, the, the the prompt that I put in was create a driver for the badger, and it created a completely new character, a file card, a code name, uh, specifically paired to someone that would drive the badger. So likewise, if you're a customizer, if you're just looking to flesh out your you know your the organization. You can give it some prompts and it will build a little bit for you. And you just kind of, you know, keep what you like, toss what you don't. Even if you just wanted to kind of randomly generate a bunch of code names so you can look through it. I found it to be, you know, it's again, hit or miss, but is a step in the right direction. You don't want it to do everything for you. Otherwise you're not involved in the process anymore. But as far in terms of like getting your, getting the wheels going, I think it does. Is there something in particular? It can be just about anything you want that you would like to put into the prompt. Mm. Let's see. What would be an interesting thing to ask it? You can do a story prompt and try and be much more specific than I was. You can force it to be like, write me a GI Joe story where tripwire is driving a badger and you know, it will do it. It will do its best to it. I don't think they're as good when you narrow them down, but they are still pretty, you know, pretty workable. Yeah. Let's see. How about we do the day Cobra and GI Joe joined forces and see who it can make up. What, what, what can, what it can make up to cause them to join forces. That's a good one. Write a story about GI Joe combining forces with Cobra. In this GI Joe story, a new global threat emerges that forces the Joes to consider an unthinkable alliance working together with their longtime enemies, Cobra. A powerful terrorist organization known as the Iron Ring has emerged, threatening to plunge the world into chaos with a series of devastating attacks. The Joes quickly realize that they cannot stop the Iron Ring alone, and that they will need all the help they can get if they hope to save the world from destruction. To everyone's surprise, Cobra's leader, Cobra Commander, offers to join forces with the Joes in their fight against the Iron Ring. Though initially skeptical, the Joes reluctantly agree, knowing that the stakes are too high to turn down any potential allies. Working together, the Joes and Cobra operatives launch a series of daring raids against the Iron Ring's strongholds and facilities. Though they face many obstacles and setbacks, the two groups eventually manage to cripple the Iron Ring's operations and bring its leaders to justice. As the dust settles, the Joes and Cobra operatives part ways, each group going back to its own objectives. While they may still be enemies in many ways, the experience has left both sides with a newfound respect for each other's skills and abilities. Though they may never fully trust each other, the Joes and Cobra operatives both know that they may need to work together again someday to face an even greater threat. And when that day comes, they will be ready to fight side by side once more. I like that a lot. So that's a perfect example of exactly what I'm talking about. The Iron Ring is not a G.I. Joe property. I've never heard of it before. It's an awesome idea. It's something that you could literally just, here's an idea. Now, what, you know, makes me think of... 
you know, Gia Joe and Cobra don't exactly have a history of teaming up together in normal continuity, but you you see it sometimes. In Operation Blackout, they capture Cobra Commander, and he kind of works with them at the end. There's a part where Cobra it takes is fighting Headman and his army, but he's kind of doing his own thing to take them out for them. But the yeah, the concept. Of, I, say you read this and you want. I don't really want to make a new faction. No sweat. Uh, the Iron Ring could be the Coil. You know, Serpentor's group could be the Red Shadows. It could be anything you want. It's just like an. I, there's a core concept there that you can run with. <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. You can. Okay, so let me play off of that. Who is the leader of Iron Ring? Good question, Steve. Good question. In the G.I. Joe story I described, the leader of the Iron Ring, the powerful terrorist organization that threatens the world with devastating attacks, is an enigmatic and ruthless figure known only as the Hammer. Very little is known about the Hammer, but his plans for global domination are clear, and he will stop at nothing to achieve them. The Joes and Cobra operatives must work together to stop the Hammer and his dangerous organization before it's too late. Well, that's not a great name, but we could we could workshop it a little more. <laughs> with with our local area, the hammer conjures up images of attorneys for car crashes. So <laughs> yes, we we if you're uh, if you're not from around our area, and you probably aren't, we have a local lawyer that advertises at exorbitant detail. What a great! I guess he's like a car collision specialist. And he calls himself the Hammer. Have you ever? Did you ever see the? Uh, he did a. He has done many like parody videos. He did a Game of Thrones one. Uh, <laughs> like they really, he did. really spends. He spends a crazy amount of money <laughs> to advertise, and they're all extremely, extremely wild. In the land of Kentucky, Daryl Isaacs, the Hammer, leads the fight for justice. You crashed into my carriage. I'm hurt. Hammer. Hurry, we don't have much time. Always prepared to protect humanity when evil closes in. Snow, they're coming. Big insurance zombies! And they're bringing small checks! They're coming! The Hammer versus Big Insurance. Take this small check. Pay this kind woman the money she deserves. Nice shot. You win again, Hammer. I'll always be here to protect this land from the insurance giants. Winter is over. Hammer, Hammer. Hammer, you made them pay. And justice is served. Uh, yeah, so the Hammer does conjure up the images of uh, that guy that's plastered everywhere. I could probably, I wonder if I asked it to come up with a different name if it would. Can you give the Hammer a cooler name? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly. How about we change the hammer to the phoenix? This name could symbolize the phoenix's goal of destroying the old world order and rising from the ashes to create a new world order in his own image. It also adds a sense of danger and unpredictability to the character, as the phoenix is often associated with fire and destruction. Well, you didn't have to sell it to me, but you certainly did. That's a much better name. <laughs> Why didn't you start with that one? <laughs> so again, even if you're unhappy with some of the results, you can kind of be like, hey, why don't you take another pass at it till you get something that you think it's a little more likable. I like that story as well. This is all stuff that I would you know, run with, basically, or at least would kind of like, I don't know, I would at least think it through and be like, what's some other stuff I could throw in there? Um, all right, let's try, let's pick a vehicle that's not the Badger. Somebody that doesn't come with a driver automatically 
and see if it can create somebody that's appropriate for it. What's another Does a swamp crusher? Does a swamp crusher yeah. have a driver? Is it the swamp masher? Swamp masher. That's what it's called. Create a driver for the GI Joe vehicle, the swamp masher. Sure. Here's a possible driver for the GI Joe vehicle, the swamp masher. Name: Lieutenant Maria Swamp Viper Rodriguez. Background: Lieutenant. Rodriguez grew up in the swamps of Florida and has always had a deep connection to the natural world. She joined the military to help protect the environment and quickly rose through the ranks thanks to her exceptional driving skills and her ability to adapt to any situation. When the Joes needed a skilled driver for their new amphibious vehicle, the Swamp Masher, they knew that Lieutenant Rodriguez was the perfect person for the job. Skills Lieutenant Rodriguez is an expert driver, able to navigate the Swamp Masher through even the toughest terrain. She's also a skilled marksman and can hold her own in combat, making her an invaluable asset to the Joes in any situation. Her knowledge of the swamps and their native wildlife also comes in handy when the Joes need to track down elusive targets or lay low in hostile territory. Personality Lieutenant Rodriguez is tough, no-nonsense, and fiercely independent. She doesn't suffer fools gladly and always speaks her mind, even if it means butting heads with her superiors. However, she's also fiercely loyal to her team and will do whatever it takes to protect them in the field. Her love of nature also gives her a softer side, and she's been known to take in injured animals and nurse them back to health when she's not on duty. That's quite the foul card, if I'm speaking That's amazing. frankly. Yeah, honestly, the only problem I have with that is that her codename is Swamp Viper, and I think that's A, taken, and B, a little uh, anti-Joe. So we can workshop that. But as listening to that description, I am like starting to, it's like you're watching me genetically DNA create a figure in my mind. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm starting to see like a uh, Michelle Rodriguez, Fast and Furious kind of. With a softer side, because she'll take in animals. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe she like is one of those type of people that's like values the lives of animals far more than people. She's like a real like conservationist. <laughs> um, let me see. Um, generate. Uh, this is a stretch, so I'll be surprised if it can pull it off. Generate a file card quote for Swamp Viper's file card. Because that's the only thing we would be missing to basically, I could copy and paste this onto a file card and it would be done. Sure. Here's a possible file card quote for Lieutenant Maria Swamp Viper Rodriguez. Born and raised in the swamps of Florida, I know these waters like the back of my hand. When the swamp masher needs a skilled driver to navigate the muck in the mire, I'm the one they call. I'll take on any challenge and come out on top. It's just a matter of knowing how to read the signs and trust your instincts. Out here in the swamp, it's just me against the elements, and I always come out on top. That's rad, dude. <laughs> that last bit was probably the best part. <laughs> yeah. A little wordy there in the middle, but that last part was actually pretty cool. I mean, that's insane that, that you can just put that in there. Why don't you see if she can give it another nickname, just so we can go okay. ahead and make the character TM, TM, TM. That's right, Swamp Viper, TM, TM, TM. Give Swamp Viper a, I'm going to be a little bit more specific, a nickname more appropriate for a G.I. Joe, you noob. Just kidding, I would never insult the AI. That's how Skynet gets started. <laughs> sure, here's a possible nickname for Lieutenant Maria Swamp Viper Rodriguez that might be more appropriate for a G.I. Joe Jungle Tracker. This nickname highlights Lieutenant Rodriguez's expertise in navigating through tough terrain and tracking down elusive targets. It also emphasizes her connection to the natural world and her ability to survive in even the harshest environments. 
Well, you're on the right track, but I don't love that either. Jungle Tracker just seems like, you might as well just say, soldier. <laughs> More like your primary military specialty than your actual nickname. All right, so... Let's do a couple more things before we end. I think we'll probably come back and do a second episode of this just because I have a lot of ideas. I just, there's just like a lot of things we could do with this and it's good for discussion. All right. So, um, I got an idea. This one is for you, Jaron. Create a new <laughs> GI Joe that is Tripwire's best friend. Oh, yay. <laughs> Jaren Decker, codename Snacks. <laughs> sure, here's a possible new GI Joe character who is Tripwire's best friend. Codename, Wired. Real name, Alexei Petrov. Background, Alexei Petrov grew up in Russia and was always fascinated by electronics and technology. He quickly became an expert in the field, building his own gadgets and hacking into computer systems for fun. However, his skills also caught the attention of the Russian government, who conscripted him into their cyber warfare division. Disgusted by the government's oppressive tactics, Alexei defected to the United States and sought asylum. It was there that he met Tripwire, who was working as a bomb disposal expert for the military. The two became fast friends, bonding over their shared love of technology and their desire to use it for good. When the Joes came calling, Alexei was more than happy to join Tripwire on the front lines. Skills. Wired is a genius when it comes to electronics and technology. He can hack into any computer system, build complex gadgets on the fly, and even reprogram enemy weapons to work in the Joe's favor. He's also a skilled fighter, having undergone extensive training in Krav Maga and other martial arts during his time in the Russian military. Personality. Wired is a bit of a rebel, chafing at authority and rules. He's not afraid to speak his mind and can sometimes come across as arrogant, but he's fiercely loyal to his friends and will do whatever it takes to protect them. He also has a mischievous streak and loves to play pranks on his fellow Joes, particularly Tripwire. Despite his rebellious nature, he has a strong sense of justice and will always fight for what he believes is right. I could probably fix that code name, but uh, the all the other description stuff is amazing. That is such a cool tool to be able to use like because i'm not original i would not come up with any of that extra stuff i just like oh he's friends with tripwire because they have been around each other in close proximity and don't hate each other and that's it (laughs) but like this gives him a whole backstory and fills out every like little like not every detail but fills in like the the big key points and gives you the ability to take him wherever you want him to go give wired a new nickname <clears throat> that favors the fact that he is Russian. Sure. Here's a possible new nickname for Wired that emphasizes his Russian background. Red Hacker. This nickname plays on the fact that Red is a common nickname for Russians while also highlighting his expertise in hacking and technology. It also has a bit of a double meaning as Red can also refer to communist ideology, which would have been associated with the Soviet Union during the Cold War era. However, in the context of the GI, Joe team, it's more likely that the nickname would simply refer to his Russian heritage and his skills as a hacker. Yeah, okay, I can learn with that. Yeah, again, I honestly feel like this is worth it. If you, the app itself is free, but it limits how many questions you can ask, like in a certain window. I think it's like uh, maybe 10 per day or something like that. 
So mm-hmm. you, I mean, it just depends on how much. Like when I first got it, I was just, I just kind of be like, oh, let's get something here. It jump start a thought process for me, and then the rest of my time at work, I was just kind of like workshopping that concept. Let's do one more. How about cast a big budget GI Joe movie? Ooh, going with some casting. Channing Tatum as Duke. <laughs> Sure. Here's a possible cast for a big budget GI Joe movie. Dwayne, The Rock, Johnson as Roadblock. Johnson has the perfect blend of physicality, charisma, and action movie experience to play the tough as nails Roadblock. Chris Evans as Duke. Evans has already proven his action movie chops as Captain America, and he has the boyish good looks and leadership qualities to pull off the role of Duke. Zoe Saldana as Lady J. Saldana has the action movie experience and the ability to bring depth and complexity to her characters, making her a great fit for the capable and intelligent Lady J. Idris Elba as Stalker. Elba is one of the most charismatic actors working today, and his toughness and gravitas make him the perfect choice for the hard-edged Stalker. Emily Blunt as Scarlet. Blunt has played tough, capable women before, such as in Edge of Tomorrow, and she has the acting chops to bring Scarlet's intelligence and wit to life. John Boyega as Snake Eyes. Boyega has proven himself as a talented actor in films like Star Wars, The Force Awakens, and he has the physicality and intensity to play the silent but deadly snake eyes. Michael B. Jordan as Tunnel Rat. Jordan has the charm and swagger to play the wise-cracking Tunnel Rat, who always has a quip ready even in the most dire situations. Tom Hardy as Zartan. Hardy has the ability to disappear into his roles, and his intensity and physicality make him a great fit for the shape-shifting Zartan. Charlize Theron as Baroness. Theron is one of the most talented actresses working today, and her ability to play complex and nuanced characters would make her a great fit for the ruthless and dangerous Baroness. Mark Strong as Cobra Commander. Strong has played plenty of memorable villains over the years, and his commanding presence and distinctive voice would make him a great choice to play the diabolical leader of Cobra. These are just some ideas, but with a talented cast like this, a big-budget G.I. Joe movie could be a hit with action movie fans. Yeah, well, we've heard that before, so chill. Cool yourself, ChatGPT. Um, <laughs> some of these, some of those choices are pretty good. Some of them are a little off base, I think. Uh, who is Mark Strong? Mark Strong, the guy who played uh, Sinestro, and uh, he played Doctor Savannah and Shazam, I believe. Oh yeah, okay. Ah, I, I could see that. Okay, maybe, maybe. I'd be willing to consider it. I mean, there's like I said, they got some good choices there. There's some yeah, but John Boyega is Snake Eyes. Come on, I love John Boyega, but Snake Eyes. <laughs> yeah, you want a legitimate martial artist to be in a Snake Eyes suit? Like, if you're not making a movie specifically about Snake Eyes, it's unlikely that he's ever going to take his mask off. So whoever plays him is kind of just comes down to his the physicality aspect of it. As would be my take on it. It does seem like they just were like. Hey, let's pull as many people that were in superhero movies as we could into this. <laughs> also, that budget would have to be insane. <laughs> it would be insane, yeah. <laughs> um, but pretty good. And I guess you could always be like, if you were fan casting it, you could always be like, hey, uh, change the guy that's playing Snake Eyes. Recast Snake Eyes at, with a martial artist. You know what I mean? Just, you know, just for fun. There's, I don't, I don't. I think that's a novel, uh, like a one-off novelty, but in terms of like story writing, I really think using the other stuff is, is pretty awesome. Uh, is there any, do you want to ask any one last thing before we close out? Let's see what it can come up with as the Cobra's new secret weapon. Okay. But like, leave it vague and see what it considers the secret weapon. Tell me about a new secret weapon. Cobra 
has acquired. Is that good? That sounds perfect. Certainly. In this scenario, Cobra has acquired a new secret weapon that they plan to use to devastate the GI, Joe team and take over the world. The weapon is a prototype energy pulse cannon, developed by a rogue scientist who was recruited by Cobra. The energy pulse cannon is capable of emitting a massive burst of electromagnetic energy that can disable all electronic devices within a certain radius. In other words, it can fry all electronic devices such as computers, phones, radios, and even vehicles. Cobra plans to use this weapon as a way to cripple the GI, Joe team's communication and transportation, leaving them vulnerable to attack. The energy pulse cannon is mounted on a large, heavily armored vehicle that can withstand any counterattack by the GI, Joe team. To make matters worse, Cobra has also developed a way to shield their own electronic devices from the effects of the energy pulse cannon, allowing them to continue their attacks even after using the weapon. This makes it even more difficult for the GI, Joe team to fight back. The GI, Joe team must race against time to find a way to neutralize the energy pulse cannon before Cobra can use it to take over the world. They must also find a way to protect their own electronic devices from the weapon's effects and launch a counterattack against Cobra's forces. As the stakes escalate and the battle intensifies, the GI, Joe team must use all of their skills, experience, and cutting-edge technology to stop Cobra and save the world from destruction. Very interesting. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you will see some repetition over time, I think, if you use it enough. And, I mean, that's okay. It's free, right? And, again, it's all... Sp I think the... The more vague that you are, the better off it is. Because again, the the idea is to get your is to get you started storytelling your own stuff. Be it with if you're playing with your figures, if you're just writing stories, you know, if you're writing a script, even uh, just to kind of give that like that launch pad to get you going. You know, just kind of into the world. Or like I said, if you're if you're looking to customize a figure and you don't have a particular figure in mind this one will you know can whip up some quick options for you to choose from and can be as in-depth or as vague as you want it just gives you some stuff to work with i think it's really good i think it's really interesting and if you choose to experiment with this and you get some interesting results i would love for you to share it with us i've i have calmed down a bit of a rabbit hole with this thing and i think that the stuff that it returns is very interesting you can write to us directly at anything Joe's pod or, or anything Joe's podcast at gmail.com. You can contact Jaren at anything Joe's pod on Instagram, or you can contact me on anything Joe's pod at Twitter. And of course we our Facebook page is just anything Joe's. And so is our YouTube channel. That's pretty much it for us today. We'll be back in two short weeks. I am not sure with what. We'll see how time permits. If the if you haven't seen the calendar yet, we will be participating in Cobra Convergence 7 this year, and we're very excited about that. I don't think the theme has come out officially yet, which is perfect because Jaren and I are still kind of trying to decide what we're going to talk about. But that is something that we are excited to do, and we look forward to... You know, maybe get some new eyes out there. And if you guys have ideas that you would want us to cover for Cobra Convergence, we're open to that as well. Thanks so much for listening today. And we look forward to talking to you again in just two short weeks where anything's available for discussion here on Anything Joe's.